What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Like many of you, I assume you heard there was another Predator movie coming out. You were like, oh boy. Which is the rare sort of horror action movie of this genre that is getting massive critical acclaim. And there's a dog. You'll love the dog. I am just a guy who watches movies, and I thought it was just a really good movie. Welcome to The Big Stream, presented by The Big Lead. I am your host for this week's episode, Ryan Phillips. With me to discuss a really interesting movie is Liam McEwen. It's the latest in the Predator franchise, Prey which is the rare sort of horror action movie of this genre that is getting massive critical acclaim. And quite frankly, I see why. And I really enjoy this. Just give me initial like overarching macro thoughts from Prey. Uh, By the way, you can see it on who? For some quick background for our listeners, I have never seen a Predator movie. Uh, I avoid horror conceptually. So Predator movies never really appealed to me even the old ones, which are more goofy than funny at this point in time, since they were made in the eighties and nineties and things like that. But I went into this basically blind. I knew a little bit about the history of the franchise and kind of what the predator was about because I watched a couple of the alien movies and you can't watch alien movies without learning a little bit about predator, just kind of going around. So uh, I liked it. I thought it was a solid movie. I was very surprised to hear that it got as much critical acclaim as it did before I watched it because Like many of you, I assume you heard there was another Predator movie coming out and you were like, oh boy, another Hollywood rerun or, you know, different look at basically the same concept. But I thought it was interesting. The plot was intriguing enough to bring you in, but wasn't anything too intense. The Predator itself was obviously super sick. The violence was, well, it was violent, of course, but I think it went below expectations for me because when you think Predator, you think men and women getting torn into pieces and that happened of course in this movie don't worry it wasn't you know the way that the movie was shot kind of hid a lot of the more brutal stuff which i thought was an interesting creative choice and we'll probably get into that later but overarching macro thoughts real solid use of your time i mean the movie clocks in i think runtime is about an hour and 27 minutes 28 minutes so you're not investing a huge amount of time into this they get it's a little bit of a slow start admittedly but they really play the intrigue with the predator well and the environment that they chose to shoot this movie and i thought was awesome the movie takes place in 1719 featuring uh native americans and most pretty much only featuring native americans with some french settlers hunters whatever coming in uh, about halfway through the movie and having more or less a brief appearance but the main character I thought was good. There was a lot of, you know, they did a good job of making the viewer care about what happened to the characters in the movie, which I expected it to struggle with because it's a Predator movie. And all these alien Predator movies need that one protagonist that you, you know, kind of want to survive. But I mean, you know, thinking back to the first Alien movie, for example, 
you don't really care about Sigourney Weaver as a character. You care about her because she is the sole survivor and she's going up one-on-one against an alien. And in this movie, they didn't do that. They went more the route of establishing more of a backstory for the character, establishing her as a sympathetic character that got you, you know, a little bit more invested than you normally would into a movie like this. And overall, I came away pleasantly surprised. I went in basically thinking it was going to be smooth brain, alien ripping people apart and then maybe it dies at the end maybe it doesn't but it is ultimately defeated and you end up getting a little bit more than that not a ton we're not talking a masterpiece here but for what it is i i really enjoyed it so i'm gonna agree with you on some things there maybe not all i thought first of all you mentioned the setting they chose to pick 1719 the great plains and a comanche tribe is is a very interesting place to put the predator I thought it was be- like the scenery was unbelievable. The shot, the, the way it's shot is unbelievable. It's, it was, what, what was interesting to me is that if you take the predator out of this movie and they're just chasing a bear that's terrorizing them or something, or they're just hunting, like you could get a good movie out of that. Like the characters were good. They developed, they established and developed the character, the main character, Naru. She's, you know, this healer wants to be a hunter and, you know, like you kind of get like, her family struggles and, you know, the pushing against, you know, what she's supposed to do because she's a woman versus what, you know, she wants to do and all this. You really got some like character development and you saw early on, she wanted to like hunt and everything, but it was kind of afraid. And then by the end, she's a badass because she's been through so much that she, so you get character development in a predator, movie, which shocking. I have not seen every predator movie. I think I've seen the good ones. I've seen Predator. I saw Predator 2. I saw Predators, which is, I actually underrated. Predators is very underrated. I I do think this might be, I mean, other than the original, I think the original is always going to be your favorite because it establishes the franchise. It's it's, Without that, it doesn't exist. But this is probably my second favorite one. And I think it's a better movie than the first one. I just think it's sort of hard to rank something above the original. But I thought it was really good. I thought some of the action sequences were unbelievable. Uh, The one where there's one where she goes into the French. You mentioned there were French settlers there who were fur tra- traders who were skinning all these animals, and taking them all away from Native Americans, basically. And so there's already a, there's already like a, a, a collision happening there. And then you throw the predator into the mix and it just gets messed up. And, and there is a point where she goes into the French camp and kills all these guys and like really comes out of her shell. And it's all one shot. I don't know how they did it because she's like throwing axes and stuff and they don't cut. There's no cuts. So this had to be just insanely choreographed because she's sliding around, diving, dodging punches, throwing weapons and killing people. And it was just incredibly well shot and well done. I felt that way about the entire movie. I felt the environment felt real. I felt um, it was seamlessly done to put the Predator in this place and have it sort of match up. So I thought it was a really good movie. I think it's well worth your time. I think, Liam, you said it was about an hour and a half. I think probably about an hour and a half of screen time. I think it's listed at 100 minutes, but I think it's probably about an hour and a half of screen time max. Really good. And you don't feel like they cut anything short. You feel like it's as long as it needs to be, and it gets everything you need. And there's a dog. You'll love the dog, folks. So, okay, Liam, tell the people how old you uh, I am 26, and I've never seen a Predator movie. I was going to say, what have you been doing with your life, buddy? So you've never seen it. <laughs> Okay, so here's what's going to happen. You are going to watch the first Predator. We don't even have to talk about it. I just want you to go watch it because I think it'll make you appreciate this even more. That franchise is so interesting because the Predator is basically 
just a hunter who comes down and is always looking to hunt the biggest, baddest thing. And you see that throughout this movie. Hunter comes down, the, the predator starts out by killing, you know, spoiler alert for everybody. If, if, if you don't want spoilers, don't, you know, listen to the rest of this. But he, he, he sees a rattlesnake kill something. He kills the rattlesnake. He sees a bear kill a, a mountain. He kills the bear. Like he's looking for the baddest thing he can kill just to challenge himself. And that seems like that's the theme of the predator. They're hunters who are looking to conquer the most difficult thing they can conquer to prove themselves. And so this follows that same pattern. And I think he realizes that the humans are the most dangerous thing. And so that's why he winds up targeting the humans. And it's, it's interesting because there is a time early on when he finds the girl and doesn't think he, he doesn't target her because she's not a threat, but the men are. So he's targeting the men. And I think that pisses her off a little bit and sort of sets in motion, you know, what ends up happening. Were there any things that stood out about this movie too? First of all, the girl who plays uh, Naru, the, the main character, and Amber Midthunder is fantastic. I thought she was really good. And I think she's going to be a star. I think there, there's, we're definitely going to see her. She was tremendous. Absolutely. And I agree that, you know, she did a great job. And I think this movie was not near, wouldn't have been nearly as good if you had a lesser actress in that role. I think what stood out to me about the movie as a whole was just generally that it was a good movie. You talked a lot about the one shot uh, that of her running around the French fur trading camp, killing dudes with her axe that has a rope on it. Like that was super awesome. But it was really impressive from a director's standpoint. And the scenery. Crazy really, choice. Yeah, crazy, crazy choice to do that. I mean, they did the beginning. I was I was waiting for that all movie because at the beginning they got the scene with the she's messing around with her axe and it was like such a cool way to shoot it with a thudding yeah. the tree and everything. I was like, it's gonna be so awesome when she breaks that out. But I think that's what was most impressive was that you are a fan of the Predator series. You say it is a great Predator movie. I am just a guy who watches movies and I thought it was just a really good movie. And there's not a huge difference between those two, but it is there in that you know, they hit all the marks that a good movie needs to make and they managed to do so in a really congested amount of time. And I think that perhaps one of the things that also stood out to me was that they did spend the first 30 minutes of this movie building up everything, which from my understanding is not exactly a hallmark of the Predator movies. They spent 30 minutes establishing Naru's relationship with her brother, with her mother, with kind of her place in the hierarchy of her tribe, of her own personal struggles with how people view her and perceive her of what she should be versus what she knows that she can do. And then they start doing the predator stuff. And at no point in that first 30 minutes did I really think that they were wasting time. I thought that it was a little, they were slow playing it and you observed that they're slow playing it, but it wasn't like you felt they really were taking it too slow unless you were really just there to see the predator rip things apart. And even then they give you some hints in that. I mean, the predator taking on the bear was one of the craziest parts. So cool. It was so awesome. What was interesting about that too, is that like, you felt like that's what it would look like if a bear was wrestling a predator. Like they actually shot it in a really cool way and it felt, you know, somehow real that that's what it would look like too. I, I I thought of that was really well done too. And they even have a dog as a main character and it doesn't feel forced. It makes complete sense. And I also thought that the, the, I mean, like you said, the having the predator in the 1700s fighting against people who do not have automatic weapons. They don't have helicopters. They don't have bazookas. They, you know, and the, the main enemy that he's going up against doesn't have any like shooting weapons at all. She has an axe and she has a bow and well, she has a bow and arrow, which is a shooting weapon technically, but no, you know, no bullets, no, no rifles. And 
you know, you think that the Predators is going to rip through everybody like that, but it, it, it doesn't. And I thought that was a really interesting creative choice that they managed to execute without feeling like they nerfed the Predator, basically. Like, you didn't feel when the, especially when her brother was fighting the Predator in the uh, French fur trader camp, you didn't feel like the Predator was taking it easy on him, or you didn't feel like that the director intentionally had the Predator be a little underpowered in order to even him up with a Native American warrior. It was a super awesome but b it really did feel like these guys like these these guys were in kind of an even fight even though this is an alien with super advanced technology versus a dude with a spear and a horse and so i thought that was really impressively done because i had very low expectations on that front in particular going in i did not think that they were going to be able to do a good job of that i thought it was going to end up being like well if they actually if the predator was actually trying here then he would have owned all those people but you came away feeling like Everybody put up a good fight there. And I thought that was, I mean, that's what makes that, or well, I can't speak to the Predator series much, but that's what made this movie in particular fun for me to watch is that you really didn't know who was going to win in the end. Like the point of the Predator movies is eventually to have the Predator defeated or whatever. And like, that's the point of most movies is you have the big bad guy and the big bad guy gets defeated. But it did feel like a very even match, even for, a like young Native American healer who wants to be a hunter. And I also thought, as of my last little note of my spiel here, that one of the coolest parts of the movie, even if it was very short and ultimately meaningless, was when she was fighting the lion in the tree. I thought that that was an incredible shot just from a camera standpoint. It looked really cool. And then you kind of get, you know, you, I mean, it's hard to really strike fear into the hearts of the viewers with the lion when you're watching a predator movie, because, you know, weighing those two things, the lion is way less scary than the predator, but they did a great job with that too. So. Yeah. Yeah. The mountain lion scene is, is so fantastic. And it's, and it's, it's also early in the, in the movie where you're kind of still establishing who she is and if she's a badass or if she's actually just like, you know, kind of in over her head, you kind of get the idea that she's in over her head a little bit. And then you find out later that, you know, she actually is the one who wounded it mortally and her brother gets the credit for it because he kills it. And so you kind of, the, the, the scenes all serve, a pur- you know what I mean? Like everything sort of fed in and served a purpose. You mentioned something early that like you were expecting just crazy blood and gore and violence. I thought the suspense was actually more effective, you know, that something was going to happen than the actual action of things happening. You, you're right. You don't see people scythed in half in this one as much. You do see some heads come off. You do see some, you know, but you're not seeing, you know, guts everywhere. You see some, you know, some things. But but I think the suspense of the Predator walking up on people and being over their shoulder and, you know, he's got the invisible suit. You don't really know where he is and, and all that. I thought that was far more effective than in some of these movies where people just get, you know, it's just like a human lawnmower where they just get chewed up and sprayed out. I, I thought that that was really well done and and honestly the pacing and the you sort of talked about how the first half hour they really took their time to establish things it it, it really had a deliberate pace and i think that that's not surprising when you find out that the guy who directed it also directed 10 cloverfield lane which sort of had the same exact thing it had that very slow build where you don't really know what's going on and then all of a sudden like the action hits and so this is Dan Trachtenberg, by the way, and, and, and he 
did I, again think he did a really good job just establishing this world and then you sort of drop this menacing thing in the middle of this world that's already a pro- like messed up and, and just let things go but again I, I, I again the thing that stands out the most is the character development of the sister the character development um, with the brother a little bit and also sort of the development of the predator lore and they they sort of would have this story going on with her but then they check back in with the predator and what he was doing and it's sort of because this is going to be the you know the earliest we've ever seen a predator it's 1719 now and you know the mythology holds up i guess throughout the entire length of the series so one thing i noticed throughout the movie that i'm interested in hearing your thoughts on as a predator guy is that there were moments in the movie where it was a little intentionally campy. I believe I'm using that word. Yes. Where there was some wink, wink, nod, nod to how silly the whole thing is. And what really stood out to me was the end fight scene where the predator is in the swamp and then he turns and sees that the lasers that aim his little arrows were looking at his face and he gave like a start of surprise where it's kind of like, uh, huh? Like, no, this is happening. And so I thought, I mean, that takes you out of the immersion a little bit, but it also indicates to your average viewer, which is me, that they're not taking themselves too seriously, which is obviously really important in this kind of movie because who's going to take it like super seriously. Right. Uh, but what, what were your thoughts on kind of the that, that, that attitude that they chose to take? Uh, I, I think it's a positive. I think that, that you have to acknowledge that the first Predator looking, and, and even second, looking back on it, they, the movies take themselves a little seriously, and that makes it on rewatch kind of ridiculous. Arnold Schwarzenegger trampsing through the jungle trying to kill a predator is badass and fun. And it's, it's, it's one of the peak Arnold Schwarzenegger moves. It's like that and Terminator are like the peak Arnold Schwarzenegger at his height movies. But it's ridiculous to go back and watch. It's a silly premise, but it's fun. And you kind of got to let yourself have fun sometimes. And, and I thought that they did that here. There are some lighter moments. But I do think that one thing that was interesting, too, you know, sort of in that vein is that they didn't take uh, certain parts of it were kind of campy and not serious. Like the part where he steps on the guy's leg who's trying to pretend he's dead and he freaks out. He just kills him immediately. Like, you know, it's he can't because he can't see him or whatever. And then he steps on him and, you know, the guy like freaks out and dies. Like it's just little things like that. But I think what was really interesting is how seriously they took depicting the Comanche culture. And, you know, I read about that they, you know, had accuracy people on set. They wanted to make it all very real. And, and it felt real. It felt like this was not, you know, uh, just token Native American group. It felt like this was actually showing real culture and real, you know, the way it really would have looked and, you know, the area of the country they would have been in and all that. It wasn't just ran- we're going to pick a random tribe and put them there and just say this. It was it felt like there was real care with that and taking that part seriously. Which I think if you do this kind of movie and you're going to, you know, want people to like it, I do think you're going to have to do that. So it also, one thing that's funny, and I forgot to mention this in the last one, is, is you talk about the blood. Uh, we were talking about the blood and guts being reserved and everything. It's very funny that that's the case because the director, it's, it's the same director who directed the pilot episode of The Boys, which is nothing but like gore and blood. And so it, it's, it's, it's really funny that, that he's, he can both be very reserved in what he shows and also just be so gratuitous with it that it was, you know, almost comical at that point. So very interesting that both of those were, uh, were done by the same guy, 
but yeah, no, I love, I, I really did like this movie. I, I don't know if it's a, if it's a rewatch, maybe in a year or so. It's not, but it's not something I was rushing to rewatch. There's some heavy parts to it, but it was really fun. And I thought that that uh, again, everybody in it was really good, and I liked how committed the actors were to such a ridiculous premise. Yeah, and I think to what you said about the Native American culture thing is that that is what helped with that first 30 minutes where they were establishing storylines and characters and things of that nature is that if this was if they had chosen to do a standard settlement of uh you know european colonization at that time it would have been far less interesting than when the, them choosing to do the comanche you know whole thing and i mean how many movies in the last 15 or 20 years have done that kind of angle where it's just a legitimate look into Native American culture and they're not the victims of uh, colonization or they aren't the evil savages that inhabit the land before the colonizers get there. Like usually Native Americans kind of are shoved into one of those two roles depending on the movie. But for this, it was just like, this is where she's from. This is what she's doing. And it was just life. Yeah, yeah, it's just life. And her culture played a role in kind of her drive to take down the predator and that stuff. But they didn't make such a big deal out of it that it took away from the core principle of the movie, which is hunter versus hunter. And that was really cool. I think my only big problem with the movie, and I think it does kind of come into the campy aspect, is that everybody spoke perfect English the entire time. And we're using some colloquialisms that sounded like they came out of Riverdale. Like there was some there was some stuff in there that you were kind of raising your eyebrow like, ah, I I don't know about that. But at the same time. I think that does come from, you know, after some reflection on it, it does come from more the campy side than kind of the, ah, screw it, who cares? Nobody really like wants to. And they do, you know, they have some Native American terminology, like the concept of the hunt, which I won't even try to pronounce on this podcast and yeah. things like that. But uh, when I was watching it, I was a little off put initially. But afterwards, thinking about it, it's like, okay, it's a movie that doesn't take itself too seriously. They're not going to give us a reason that these Native Americans are speaking English. They're just going to do it because having the entire thing spoken in their native language would be complicated and people wouldn't would be less inclined to watch it and the point of the movie you know is in part to you know pay homage to native american culture at that time but that's not the point of the movie yeah yeah it, what was interesting is the they're in the french trader camp and the french are all speaking french and their little translator guy comes over and goes hey i speak some different languages and he starts speaking to her in english and she starts to be, so they're clearly supposed to be speaking the native tongue, but it's English, you know, and so again, yeah, it, look, it's a Predator movie. They're probably not going to do it with all subtitles in Comanche, you know? And so um, one thing I thought was interesting and, and having not seen a Predator movie before, you won't get this reference, Liam, that was kind of a big reference in the film that tied this to the rest of the franchise was uh, Raphael Andalini, the transfer, the translator guy who hands her the pistol and she, he takes her pistol and then uses it. And then at the end, she hands the pistol to somebody like, you know, to show them like, hey, we have a pistol now or whatever. And the handle says uh, Raphael Andalini 1715 on it. At the end of the second Predator movie, uh, Danny Glover has killed a Predator and a bunch of other Predators come down to retrieve its body. And as a as a uh, token for having accomplished killing a Predator, they hand him that pistol. It's the same pistol. And so it connects to something and there's no explanation of why they just hand him a pistol as like a trophy and i think that there was some thing they were planning elsewhere that it was supposed to connect to but never happened or something um so that pistol is actually connected to predator 2 so 
there was a reason why at the end he looks at the pistol and it has like a name on it and stuff. And it's the same one. And so, uh, I, I actually did remember that and I had to look it up to make sure I wasn't crazy. And, uh, I was not crazy. Uh, I try and forget most of predator too, but, uh, that part I did remember. So, yeah, I, I thought that that was interesting. I thought that, uh, you're, you're right about sort of the, 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 the campy aspect, I mean, it has to be. An alien movie is going to have a campy aspect. A, a, a predator is going to have something there. And if they take themselves too seriously, that's when they tend to miss. I, I think that this took aspects of it very seriously and also had a lot of fun in there, too. And you mentioned aliens earlier, and I really think there is a, a strong correlation between uh, Naru, the main female character, and Ripley, the, the, the main character in Aliens, where it's you're expecting something different and instead you get you, you see something at the beginning and by the end she's a badass and uh I, I think that that was a similar character arc and and really loved uh watching that film. yeah i think that makes sense that makes sense as an analogy and i mean you know it's also natural to draw those conclusions as strong female protagonists go yes um one of the things that will inspire people to watch this movie i think is the bang for your buck in terms of how long the movie is and how entertaining it is. I don't think it's very easy to make a movie that is less than an hour and a half these days that does feel like a full-length movie that really gave you everything you're looking for when it comes to watching a movie, regardless of the content. And Prey did that. I really think it did. I mean, I left that feeling satisfied with the time I spent. I mean, I always, when I, whenever I think about this, which I think about it often, I think about uh, Taken 3, which was less than an hour and a half. And once that movie finished, I felt robbed of my money. It felt like very little happened besides Liam Neeson shooting people. And this movie was probably around the same length, if not almost exactly the same length. And when I was done with it, I was like, that was a great use of my time, great bang for my buck in terms of sitting down, ripping through a 90 minute movie and leaving feeling like you had a positive viewing experience. You got what you wanted out of it. And that's why I think that's why I would recommend this movie to people is that if you go in expecting a fun alien slasher movie, you're going to get that, but it's not a huge time investment. It's not something that you really need to think hard about. And that's really, I think for me, that's the draw is that it's, you know, you said that there isn't a lot of rewatchability in it. And I agree with that generally but at the same time, it's so short that I can see myself rewatching it sooner rather than later. Yeah, and that was my thought too. Is that maybe in a year I'll, I'll, I'll have an evening where I'm not doing anything and I'll rewatch it. I mean, I liked it. It's just that you've got the story. You know what I mean? And um, well, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because there are Game of Thrones episodes longer than this. It feels like you know, I mean, and and, and barely move the plot along. And you got a full fledged plot with character development, a lot of action, some really cool shot scenes. Uh, beautiful cinematography and learning about like a, a different culture all packed in to that hour and a half. And I think that I honestly think that might be what made the movie so effective. If it had been a half hour longer, I think it would have dragged because you got everything you needed to get. And it did, it wasn't a slow burn. It, it was, it, it got to it. It had that establishing sort of first 15 to 30 minutes. And then it was just a straight line to the finish. And I, I, again, very impressive work that they were able to do this and do it, you know, in a predator movie. And again, I, I, I've said, I think this would have been an interesting movie, even if you didn't have the predator involved. So uh, I really liked it. Liam, uh, what do you, uh, what do you, you going to get out of five? What are you giving this one? 
I give it a three out of five. It was a very satisfying watch. I went in expecting one thing, and that's pretty much what I got. But then I got a little bit more than I expected out of it. It didn't blow me away, but it did surprise me in terms of quality. And uh, I mean, you can't have you don't have any quibbles with how the movie was made itself. The directorial decisions as far as certain shots went, definitely no problems with that. I think that I just don't think it's possible for a Predator movie to get much higher than that because the nature of the Predator movie is alien kills people. And that's super awesome. But at the end of the day, three out of five, I feel comfortable. I'm going to give it a four out of five, and I think it's elevated by the performance of Amber Mid-Thunder. I thought she was just so, so good in it. And, you know, uh, somebody who, you know, I was looking through her career. I'm sure I've seen her in other stuff, but never really noticed her. And, and she has been around and active for a while. But this was like a coming out party for her, I think. And I think she's going to be have a, a very nice career after this. I'm sure she'll get a lot of offers. Um, I thought it was very good. So I'll go four out of five. Uh, very much enjoyed it. Very highly recommended. Again, as, as Liam said, you don't have to waste an entire day on, it. you know, it's an hour and a half and you'll get a lot out of it. I really liked it. And I, I do think technically it's the best predator movie. Uh, but of course you got to put it behind the original cause you know, it's Arnold. So Liam, thanks for, for co-hosting today. I'm glad you were able to finally, uh, you know, breakthrough with the Predator series and hopefully you're just going to go run them all off. I think there's like 30 of them now. You can go uh, go reel them all off now and we'll come back and talk about that later. Uh, thanks for tuning into the big stream, guys. Uh, keep your eyes tuned to the big lead for all the latest in sports and we'll be back with another episode of the big stream soon. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.